Now, continuing on at nearly 7.42, thousands, tens of thousands of yellow vest protesters again took to the streets of France for a fifth weekend, albeit smaller in number and comparatively more peaceful. The president there had called for the anti-government demonstrations to be halted altogether, though, after last week's deadly shooting at a Christmas market in Strasbourg. Let's discuss the state of this protest movement, or series of movements, we might say at this point, with Dr. Maxime Larive from the European Union Centre at the University of Miami. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. And people will uh, sometimes point to a national psyche in France. They'll talk about the... 1789 revolution uh, shaping the sense of public consciousness what do we see really at the root of these yellow vest protests in your view so i think the the, the movement that uh, we're seeing emerge for the last five six weeks is in fact a, a response to over several decades of declining purchasing power of the middle class and the lower class uh, in France. Um, yes, I understand that, uh, you know, the, the welfare state in France is, is working fine, but what we've seen over the, over the, the, the decades is, is really a declining purchasing power. And I think that the movement really emerged, um, I believe, a um, couple, couple months ago, um, when the, the government announced the implementation of an added tax on diesel. Uh, in order to meet the green uh, requirements uh, that they had agreed on. And this really triggered uh, the, the, the beginning of that movement where uh, a majority of French citizens, in particular in uh, rural countries uh, that really depends on their cause, felt that they were overtaxed. And, and this really uh, initiated this. Before that, even though the, the increase on the taxation, uh, the, the added tax on gas, uh, really triggered it. What emerged was early on in his presidency, uh, President Macron removed the wealth tax um, that really touched the very wealthy French people. And this really started, uh, you know, kind of the, the split in France between, uh, you know, the very wealthy and then the middle class and the lower income. And this triggered, in, in some ways, the representation and the understanding by a majority of French citizens that President Macron was not a president of all, but was the president of the rich. And this is something that uh, has stuck to him since then. If we look at the numbers, they have been falling, 66,000. One of the figures we've seen reported by, by BBC this past Saturday across the country, um, which is still a huge number, obviously, of people out on streets. But uh, 17th of November, that was at 282,000. 166,000, 24th of November, the next Saturday, 136,000. And it was about the same on December 8th. Uh, what does that tell us about this movement in itself when, when the, the raw numbers themselves have been dropping that way? So, yeah, the, the number has been dropping, right? And, and you are mentioning of the high-profile movement, uh, usually on Saturdays. But what we've seen as well throughout France is uh, some little blockade in some ways on roundabouts where you have groups of individuals wearing the yellow vest, um, it, it either limiting the, the flux of uh, circulations and kind of talking and explaining their, their arguments. Uh, but the, the recent decline, especially on, on that weekend, was 
I think, a response in some ways to uh, the fact that the president addressed the nation last Monday uh, in order to say, well, listen, uh, I understand what uh, what, you, uh, what you're going through and, and the state is going to be uh, implementing and assisting you uh, by, uh, I think in his, in his case, he, uh, he added to uh, increase uh, take-home pay of minimum wages earners of 8%, so roughly 100 euros, overpay and Christmas bonus tax-free, revoking higher social charges on uh, modest pensions as well as, but this was announced before, the removal of the of the, the tax on fuel. So in some ways, you know, the president came, say, I heard you, this is what we're going to be doing. And, and in some ways, this has kind of addressed a big part of the request. But then nevertheless, you know, some uh, yellow vest uh, protesters still want more. I'd like to revisit some of the sources of conflict there with the specifics. But mm-hmm. another big headline that's come out of this past weekend, scuffles uh on the Champs-Élysées again several times over the course of Saturday saw police use tear gas and water cannons to try to control demonstrators. Is there a danger that could fuel further protests? It could, but uh, I think what has been damaging for the cause in some ways has been the destruction. Um, I believe it was two weeks ago where we've seen extensive damage done to uh, monuments in Paris uh, in particular, the, um, uh, at the top of the um, Champs Elysees, and as well, many uh, we've seen some riots, and and this I think has has kind of split the message in some ways. Even though over seventy percent of French citizens support the Yellow Vest movement, a considerable majority of French citizens uh, do not accept and reject those violence um, that have been, you know, considered uh, being orchestrated by either. Uh, anarchic, extreme right or extreme left. So I think we need to be making the distinction between uh, pure violence and then the yellow vest movement really requesting uh, the uh, government's uh, policies in order to reboost uh, purchasing power. There is this suggestion that it's harder for the particularly hardcore element of these protesters, those who might want to be violent, those who would have extremist political views, to hide amongst the masses as the numbers have been falling, which we already alluded to. We've also seen the number of police deployed on the way up. In fact, if you look at the reported numbers, there were more police on the streets than protesters this past Saturday. Is, is that another big factor? That, that Just the fact that there are so many police now on the streets? Yeah, uh, I think the, the violence that took place a couple of weeks ago um, was kind of a wake-up call in some ways. The government was taken by um, a shot uh, on this specific movement. And then um, the government has been, especially in the cities of Paris and uh, Bordeaux and other towns, the go- uh, government and, and uh, authorities have been much more uh, proactive in order to limit the violence and control um, the movement of people. So a lot of uh, checkup were, uh, checkpoints were organized in order to limit uh, the availability of people to, to access specific, specific parts of the cities. Uh, so I think this has been a reality as well. If we, say, compare with the actual relative success of the mass protests we saw here in, in Korea that led to the uh, impeachment and ultimate expulsion of ex-President Park and Hame, there was, despite 
dozens of issues being prominently brought forward. This one focal point that was ousting the ex-leader uh, Park and Hay. With uh, the France situation, it seems like there are various demands being now brought forward from the left and from the right, and it's. It looks from the outside to be so muddled that maybe even some of those demands are conflicting with each other, and it makes it hard to sort of focus on progress. What What would your thought be on that? Yeah, I think that that is um, a central question. I think uh, one element that uh, needs to be highlighted is the Yellowvers movement is really a movement that is leaderless and that is that does not have a kind of a central uh, agenda and a central program. Uh, and, and the fact that it is leaderless is kind of been successful, but this is kind of undermining as well as successes. So, yeah, I mean, the, the main cause was really purchasing power. But then other requests have been around the questions of uh, proportional uh, voting rights, uh, where there is higher representation of the, the population. Uh, then we've been asking, they've been asking for some instance, uh, you know, the fact that the government was not legitimate. And therefore, the prime minister and the president should actually be living. Uh, and so we've seen all kind of demand that have been, uh, uh, then there is, I've seen as well, cases, and even though it's not general, a request for a departure of France from the European Union and NATO. Uh, and this is more of an extreme. So, yes, you're absolutely correct on, on this, on this point. But, um, you know, I think, I think for, for the Yellowverse movement, uh, I think the president, and the prime minister, and for instance, the prime minister talked to Les Echos, which is kind of a financial time-like uh, newspaper this morning, I mean, this evening for us. Uh, and he kind of talked about what the government, uh, the failure of the government, what they've done, what they were late about, and then as well what they are trying to do in order to, to respond to that demanding, which the demand is, is uh, the demand of the people is, how do you, and the dilemma of the government is, how you do, uh, lower the cost, the labor cost, without, you know, affecting purchasing power. And I think uh, they are a little bit more mindful of this uh, dilemma, and um, hopefully they will be working on this in the future. One further, I think, interesting comparison with what we saw here in South Korea, if you go a couple of years earlier from those mass protests I just referred to, you actually did see something a bit more comparable uh, water cannons being used on the streets of Seoul actually a very prominent death of a protester here and uh, a bit more sort of muddled demands if you like which were less appealing to the population at large but maybe in the context of history we can say that they set some of the tone for the protest to come is there um, a, a feeling in your mind that depending on how the government behaves now over the next year or two that we, we might see this uh, be- develop into something much bigger as a movement? I think that is the question that um, experts have been asking, right? Is there going to be uh, kind of the beginning of the five-star movement in, in some ways what we've seen in Italy? I think uh, the great indication at this point and the, the, the point where we're going to be able to sense the pulse of the nation will be uh, in May 2019, where French citizens, among the, the other um, 26 uh, uh, citizens of other EU countries, will be voting for the European Parliament uh, elections. At that time, we'll see how uh, the French electorate votes uh, in, in favor of which party and what, kind of, what will be the, the direction of the themes, the direction of the policies 
if we see, for instance, that some sort of a political list comes up out of that movement and does very well in the election, then that could sense it. If we see that, for instance, the extreme right or the extreme left tend to capture most of the vote, then that could give us a direction. Now, if it's the mainstream right or the, this party that's kind of in the middle, the party of the current president, um, does well, then maybe uh, it would have addressed some of the concerns. So I think May 2019 will be critical. And this has been kind of, uh, um, and today, I mean, right now, is the beginning of the preparation of that uh, political campaign. So uh, I think uh, it, it comes at a time that is uh, quite crucial for France. Perhaps the extreme left had gained a lot of attention previously, but then we saw that Strasbourg terror attack. And it would seem that an incident of that nature might fuel the right. And Marine Le Pen has already stated, for example, as the leader of the National Rally Party, that Yellow Vests are not responsible for the terrorist risk. Can you see Marine Le Pen or others of that uh, ilk taking advantage of the situation at the moment? Yeah, I think for Marine Le Pen, he plays very well with uh, the mainstream, uh, the core of our agenda and the core of her father's agenda, because her father, Jean-Marie Le Pen, was the individual that created the party of Front National that was changed, the name was changed over the summer to Rassemblement National. And for her, right, uh, what we see is she's able to really combine all these different elements and, and use it as kind of this trilemma. Uh, where she connects purchasing power, security, and immigration. So this Yellow Vest movement, plus uh, the terrorist attack, plus the recent agreement in Marrakesh uh, on uh, migration, um, is kind of a, uh, you know, a, a perfect storm where she can really demonstrate and say, look, we've been talking about these three issues for decades, and here it is. Here it's happening. We have obviously identified those policies early on, and we are credible in order to handle them and find a solution. So for, for the for the Rassemblement National, yeah, it is, uh, it is a good time for them. Dr. Larive, thank you very much for speaking with us today. A pleasure. Dr. Maxime Larive, the uh, European Union Centre at University of Miami, joining us on the line there. It's not just a question, though, whether this will build over the next, say, couple of years in France. It's also a question whether it's going to build across Europe. We are seeing, for example, the uprising uprising spreading to Belgium. Uh, There's talk of unrest in the Netherlands, Greece, the UK. We've got the Brexit situation still unfolding. We're going to talk about uh, the economic impact of Brexit as far as we can possibly tell or forecast at this point in the next half hour. But even reports of unrest in Canada being influenced by what's happening in France. So it, it Perhaps it's a conversation that will continue to broaden and we'll keep an eye on it for you. We'll continue this morning after BBC World News.